When the music fades, all is stripped away, and I simply come. Longing just to bring something that's of worth, that will bless your heart. Song in itself is not what you have required. You search much deeper within. Through the way things appear, you're looking into my heart. I'm coming back to the heart of.
Gentlemen, we are so much happy to have you this wonderful night. It's such a wonderful, great, and uh, once again, we've met uh, before the living God. It's such a wonderful evening. May God bless you so much for loving Christ, and uh, I know it's a lot that's going on in life when it comes to economy and so on, but we thank God for His love and His mercy that once again we are in His presence. Thank you so much for joining tonight, those that are from different countries uh, and different areas. I won't mention so much names, but uh, Jonas, yes, thank you so much for joining Godfrey. This is the Heart of Worship International Ministry Africa, the only one number one podcast all over the world. And uh, today we are looking at Don't Push the Vision. Yeah, God can uh, control and God can do everything so that you can reach in your destiny whatever that you want to reach in. I won't even waste a lot of time, but I would like to pass through our opening uh, scripture right now uh, today. And today's scripture is going taken from the book of Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 10. For God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love, which ye have showed toward his name, in that ye have ministered to the saints. And we went on God getting to understand that God has always kept his promises to us to a thousand generations. And when you read in Deuteronomy chapter 7 and verse 9, this Deuteronomy chapter 7 verse 9, uh, there is a hint of something that is showing or uh, revealing according to according to for to, according for to today's word. It says that know therefore that the Lord your God is God that the faithful God who keeps covenant and the steadfast love with those who love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. And this implies a lot. There are so many scriptures that can be related on such, but of course I just want to uh, relate to First uh, John chapter 1 and verse 9, which says that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So God is unrighteous and the only way that even as we can be made righteous, it is to confess our sins before him and is faithful to change and transform our lives and he give us a new and a new and a new spirit of obedience, the spirit of listening and so on. So that's where we get what we call, um, that's where we get what we call the obedience and and so on and once again i would like again to borrow uh from the book of uh, maybe second timothy chapter 2 and verse 13 just to continue and uh, give you the broad picture of what i'm talking about that if we are faithless he remains faithful for he cannot deny himself he cannot remind them of these things that charge them before god do not quarrel not to quarrel about words which does no good but only reigns the hearers do your best to present yourself to god as one approved a worker who has no need to be ashamed rightly handling the word of truth 
Therefore, ladies and gentlemen, these are some of the words that we are believing from the same thing. And we continue to understand that he always hears when we ask anything to him. First John chapter 5 and verse 14 to 15, when it talks about we ask anything to him. First John, and that is uh, chapter 5, um, yeah, chapter 5 and verse 15. Chapter 5, first John and verse 15, we see here that... Uh, it said that if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the request that we have asked of him. If anyone sees his brother committing a sin not leading to death, he shall ask and God will give him life. For those who commit sins that do not lead to death, there is sin that leads to death and I do not say and I do not say that one should pray for that. Anyway, that's not the topic that has brought to me today, but my interest in verse 15 that and if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the requests that we have asked of him. So we should not be worried about that. Our God is just unfair. He will forgive you if you ask. He will listen when you pray. Whether you do those things, whether you do those things is entirely up to you. Therefore, ladies and gentlemen, let me just give an opening prayer. Lord, how can I ever repay my life debt to you? With this prayer, I pray to honor a pact with you. I know that you will hear me and I will constantly pray. I know that you will keep your promises to me, so I will keep my promises to you. I know that you love me so. I will love you with all my heart and strength. The rest I trust you and your glorious power. And today as we are continuing to learn, looking different sectors, different ways of how we can understand and not to push the dream by ourselves, but letting you to lead. Father, we pray that may you guide us with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. We want to thank God for today, and this is really, really a wonderful and a grateful and wonderful and wonderful things. Ladies and gentlemen, let me do like this and we come back.
tea and she's trying to tell you that uh, we can brag about God. Under this next session that we are heading to, we would like to look at something different and today's devotion or what we call my perspective. And this, uh, we normally post them on WhatsApp as involving you in these devotions, keeping our spirits lighting and up and uh, making sure that always we are in line with God, checking ourselves, examining ourselves every day and every time. So this is a moment whereby uh, we read the scripture, we get to understand what it means, and then we pray according to that scripture, and we call it daily devotions. And sometimes I send the perspectives, depending on what, how I understand the things, but even you can have an idea. You might have maybe your opinion, your suggestion, or anything when it comes to these day life issues. And uh, sometimes I point out different issues and I talk about them and we, and we see how they can, we can be hoped in life depending on how things are moving and how we relate to the, this world or how we relate to different kind of things. So by today's uh, perspective goes on and saying that we are so like the Israelites. Just when we get what we want, we decide that we want more. The Israelites have been saved from slavery and then God brought them through the sea and now they are complaining again. God again provided what they need but they do have to follow some loose. They were only to gather what they needed for the day and on the sixth day they corrected enough for the Sabbath. What they gathered was measured so that each had what they needed and no one had more. They were instructed not even to save some for the next day. And, of course, there were those who didn't follow instructions and what they saved became full. On the sixth day, they could prepare enough for the next day so that the Sabbath could be a holy day dedicated to Yahweh, oh the Father, Christ Jesus, oh God. Fifty years ago, there was little work done on the Sabbath. Now it seems like just another day. My mother used to talk about my grandmother who would prepare all the vegetables on Saturday for the Sunday dinner. That way, <laughs> she didn't have to do unnecessary work on, th- on Sunday. There was no card playing or dancing. There was church in the morning and again at night. She kept the Sabbath holy. God provides what we need and expects us to use this, His gifts prudently. Today, if there is a report of a storm coming, People rush to the stores and stock up on more food than they can use to the point where others are left waiting, wanting. We can learn two lessons here. First, God will take care of us and greed is sinful. The second is that the Sabbath is meant to be kept holy. So when we look and we go back in the reflection of these kind of things, and this thing is all about, uh, I believe, the perspective from the book of Exodus, chapter 16 and verse 4. Exodus, chapter 16 and verse 4, there is something that it shows, um, that, 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 that it, give, it comes to my mind. Hmm? That it comes to my mind. Exodus 16 and verse 4. Um, 16, verse 4, up to 5. That then the Lord said to Moses, Behold, I am about to rain bread from heaven for you. And the people shall go out and gather a day's portion every day, that I may test them whether they will walk in my law or not. Verse 5, On the sixth day when they prepare what they bring in, it will be twice as much as they gather daily. 
And there are so many scriptures that are related to this. When we read in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3, it reminds us that and all ate the same spiritual food. And it was giving just um in the first Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3, it is so it is so funny. Because it's as if it was a continuation of verse 2. And all, because when you read in verse 2, and all were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. <laughs> then verse 3, and all ate the same spiritual food. So you think that from verse 2 up to verse up to verse 3, and when you go to verse 4 and up to verse 5, there is something what you call the um, the spiritual intervention, the supernatural intervention, and all were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. And all and all ate the same spiritual food, and all drank the same spiritual drink. Do you hear that? And all drank the same spiritual drink, for they drank from the spiritual rock that followed them, and the rock was Christ, of course. So, First Corinthians tries to give you the enlightenment more about that. Let me end with John chapter 6 and verse 31, which again give us more of clarification that our fathers ate the man in the wilderness. As it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. Therefore, in our current life, there is nothing to lack about, but we need to appreciate God, knowing that Christ is able to provide and do anything that we need in life. Let us always be uh, contented with what God has given to us. And last time, that's the same thing that I talked about. Sometimes we tend not to be satisfied uh, with what really, really God has given to us. Therefore, we need to do that. Yes, our guest speaker, you can call in. You haven't yet come alive. I will need you to come live by the grace of God. Ladies and gentlemen, as we are thinking about that, we life we need. Everyone is yearning. Everyone is in need of something. Like people, they would like to have to uh, to own land. They will need to own so on. There are so many things. You want to own houses. We would like to be successful in academics, in education, in so many things. When you look at ministry, every ministry want to prosper, want to go to another to another level. Every ministry want to reach on a certain extent. When you look at our local churches, everyone is striving and striving, thriving to make sure that is indeed. Um, getting the better uh, ministry in this world in this country when you look at different pastors they are yearning they want machines they want instruments they want to build their churches they, they are in need of more land they have visions they have dreams they want to have what you call uh, christian schools others they want to have christian hospitals so therefore, ladies and gentlemen, most of times this is a how and what uh, brings about that we should not push the vision. Sometimes we get discouraged because things have not worked out the way how we expected. But guess what? We are not in we are not in a competition. We need to understand that it is Christ who gave us the visions and is ready to push them ahead to reach where they are supposed to reach. In other words, it is Christ that has designed our lives. It's not up to us to, or to always decide what exactly that we need to put in our lives or what we are supposed to follow. But God is faithful and is ready and able to do, to lead you in the vision that you have without pushing it. Sometimes we struggle. We do a lot of things. We strive because we want to reach where we want. We want to reach there. For me, I want this. And we make it a must in our lives. 
No, success from God is not forced. Visions are not forced in Christ. Visions are given to God to lead. He guides our vision. By the way, even the Bible says that we have plans. He looks at the plans of men. He looks at our plans. But He's there to guide our plans so that we can be able, at the end of the day, uh, do the right thing. Yes, um, Mr. Joel, how is, you, how is your day today? Let me hope you hear me. But I'm not seeing you on my dashboard. <laughs> So I think you need to call in again. You disconnect and then you call in again because I haven't seen you on my dashboard. Yeah, by the grace of God. This is so great. Indeed, this is so great.
Kabaka Wabakabaka. Of course, uh, that is one of uh, the songs for Jonah Barbara. Thank you so much uh, once again this evening. Um, I think our guest, you can try on Ash to call in and then you see whether you can come live. But um, really, even a man, I haven't yet seen you here and I, <laughs> I was waiting for your calling in. But again, you can maybe go back to Ash one call in and we see whether it can maybe pass through. But uh, that's what I've been trying to figure out. Yes, connection sometimes they give her time. But again, <laughs> But again, we can what we can continue. Yes, um, yes. Now you you respond. Uh, you respond to what you've I've already responded. Even you have to respond that you can come live <laughs> by the grace of God. Exactly. But again, let's pray that it will come on. Let's pray that it will come on. Ladies and gentlemen, as I was trying to talk about um. The article that I wrote about Exodus 16 and verse 4 up to verse 5, that's what I used to get, that's what I could get from there. And sometimes when we look back in our day lives, those are some of the things that we find ourselves having and uh, we do not have what we call contentment in our hearts. Always things, uh, we feel like we need more, we need more, we need more. But again, we end up being demanded that we need to do more and more and more. And we think that working so, so hard, tirelessly, that's what is going to bring the success. Of which sometimes it's a wrong perspective. Today we are coming to understand that we should not push the vision. Um, we should let the ultimate controller to push the vision. Yes, Mr. Jonas, do you hear me, Mr. Joel? you try to get me or else you need earphones I think it does that because um, I think there is no earphones um, I've done the same thing you can try it again to answer and we see it shows here that your life but doesn't bring you on the dashboard it means there is a problem or else you must have earphones and then there you can be able to come as a co-host Sometimes it has with those protocols, <laughs> but nothing to do, nothing to do. Yes, as you keep on trying, uh, let me try to divert to this way. Um, today, during the afternoon, I think it was morning or yesterday, I came across a scripture in a book of First Thessalonians, and this was chapter 5 and verse 16 to 18, which was says that rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. And we are trying to continue to understand that is there anyone, is there any other place in your life that you feel that you really rejoice other than at church? Have you ever asked yourself such a question? If you are in other places, do you really rejoice um, beyond or more than how you rejoice when you are in a church? Because most of times we think that church is the place whereby we get what we call peace. In a church, that's where we feel like we, we get the answers that we need in life. 
we get the refreshment because we have come, we meet brothers, we fellowship together, we get into the word of God, and so on. Is there any other place that you can feel like you're rejoicing more than a church? Let me give an opportunity to uh, Bora. Bora, call in, please, and we can, as we are waiting for our speaker, we can talk about this. You share with us, uh, Madame Bora. <laughs> yes, can you share with us, Madame Bora, and you tell us, is there any other place that you can rejoice more than the church, that you ever rejoice more than the church? Because there are some people who are so spiritual, and <laughs> others are not, something like that. So, should we say that, yes, Madame Bora, would you please uh, respond to my calling, okay? Yes, you can respond to my calling. <coughs> yes, you are live and clear. Praise Him. That is a good, a good sir. Okay, for me, the church is my best place where I get peace. But there are also some other places mm. Eh? Mm. which we wish to and you you feel like you're at home. Mm. Okay, for me I like I like going on a mountain mm. because there is some fresh air mm. some fresh air you feel Oh, that is it. Mm. So there's no any other place that is more interesting like this, like being in church. There are other places. <laughs> because now you look at a scenario. Yeah, yeah. Because you look at the scenario. Um, most of times we come to church. Okay, would you give me the reason as why you come to church? I come to church. Mm. Okay, I go. I go to church to to fellowship with people mm-hmm. because the reason why I feel I feel comfortable there and I feel at peace. Mm-hmm. There are some people who come and they they talk they they talk they talk about their situations, mm. and. At the end, you also look at your situation you're in. You see that the other one is more, more worse. Mm-hmm. Then there is that confidence you, confidence you gain. You gain faith. Mm-hmm. And you say, eh, you see this one passed through that situation. I also mean I can. Mm-hmm. And you become peaceful according to a certain situation. Mm-hmm. And also... <laughs> The the gospel which the pastor talks about the 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 songs people sing mm. they they make you to be closer to God so that you can forget what has been disturbing you mm. and you become peaceful mm. and also the other places they are also good eh? mm. because you you come to associate with different people though they are not saved yet. Yeah? Mm. Sometimes they come and they talk to you when even you don't know them. They share with you some certain things. Mm. 
May you also wonder and say, maybe my situation is not bad like these ones. You can also be peaceful in those places. You feel you don't feel lonely because people they are enjoying, they are playing, they are they are playing football, various games. Mm, that's how I think. So that's the reason why you go to church. <laughs> No, it is interesting because today is a Sunday. It is interesting. The people whereby uh, we used to go to church because we f- we are scared. Our parents or maybe our guardians are going to Canaan or they are going to <laughs> so something like that. So it always um, put us in a situation or in a in a position, and we had to go with what the parents want and what other people want. And sometimes we go to church because it is a routine we are used <laughs> that every Sunday you have to go to church. But again now when we look at the uh, born again movement because when we are studying divinity we are calling it economic movement. That's what they call it. They they changed this format and the, and, and, and the perspective that people had about uh, coming to church. And that's why you see some of the characteristics is all about music. Now, it is music that attracts people to church. Apart from music, uh, some people even not, no, they no longer even focus so much on the word. But because of the music, because of the praise, because of the worship, because of someone who is playing best in the guitar, because of someone who is good at playing, uh, playing drums, <laughs> something like that. That's why I asked that question that really, is there any other place? that you so much feel joy uh, beyond the church. Anyway, when we look at your <laughs> at your points, <clears throat> indeed they are showing that really, really, really you are going to church for a purpose. That's why I was giving an expression that, that is there any other place in your life that you feel that you really rejoice other than at church? Do you take time out of your day to explicitly pray to God, or is it, is it constantly happening in the way you talk and act? Are you grateful for everything, or are you sometimes bitter when things don't go as you've hoped? Think carefully about this person, because if we implement the changes that these verses command, our entire life view will be positively altered. Let's think about it, and we shall discover that we are already know it is true. And I was delivering it from First Thessalonians chapter five and verse sixteen to eighteen. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm so happy uh, to have you this wonderful night once again. Thank you so much for joining. I can see here Maria Gullet, you already tuned in. Mr. Samuel, thank you so much. Musumba Wange. <laughs> ah, Our guest speaker, I know you are still fidgeting to make sure that you can have uh, a live on, but it has yet not, uh, you have not yet made it to come in. I think, let me hope you've gotten the earphones. Let me hope you've gotten the earphones. It takes us to be in that. Now, uh, Merab, I would like to ask you something in your life. Um, I'm bringing this uh, in the topic that we're discussing tonight, and this is all about do not push the vision. In which moment Mm -hmm. that you felt like you were pushing the vision? What is that something that you wanted to do and you feel like it want to be de- be done then and then <laughs> immediately? 
<laughs> okay, thank you for that question. Okay, during this course of my life, there is something I loved most. Since since my primary, okay, let me talk this. Is it okay if I like uh, a profession? Is it okay? It's okay. <laughs> okay. Since my primary, I loved to to be a surgeon, a neurosurgeon. Then I entered senior one, and I used to pray for that dream. I pray for it. I pray for it. But after my my S form, yeah, I said I have to become a, a neurosurgeon, and I went for that combination which leads you there. But during that course, I loved that profession so much because I admire it. I love to save people's lives and I want to to discover new things. Mm. Then during that course things mm. are not coming out the way I want. Mm. Eh? Mm. It was like I'm pushing myself towards something I cannot manage. Mm. Okay, it was like a very big burden on me. Mm. Hmm? And my family members, it's the thing they liked, they like most. Hmm. But time came when I can no longer manage it. And I could, I could cry. And I said, God, things are very difficult. They are not coming as the way I want. Yeah? But time came and I realized that maybe God doesn't want me. Yeah? to do such a thing eh? because it has some risks. That's how I thought. Mm-hmm. And I reached the time when I was, I, I decided, me, myself, and I said, let me cancel this decision of mine. I want this, this thing which I'm pushing is not coming out very well. Because when you, when you, you, you need that, that course, that yeah? course, yeah? It needs someone who has done 20 points and 20 points, especially people who are doing medicine and surgery. Mm. Then, and according to my performance, okay, I was performing, but to me, my thinking, I was like pushing it. Mm. Until time time came and I decided to, to change that decision. And and go for another thing. And that's now, but now I'm comfortable with. Though, me, I'm thinking, eh? if you're pushing something and, and it is not, it's not like, it's not coming out the way you want it, eh? it's better you pray to God and, and he, Ask him to give you some advice eh? mm. how you can encounter such so that you can make a good decision. You we all we all love nice goals which are good to have a better future. You want to be called Doctor So and So, but sometimes things don't want the way we want them. Eh? So that's that's all. It is interesting, by the way. It's like uh, 
when I was a school child, I thought of that. You know, even before we, 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 we joined school, or when we joined school, there is a way how we have that zeal. I want to be a pilot. I want to be a doctor. I want to be a surgeon, a psychiatrist. I want to be a psychologist. So we think of those good, good things. And when we hear that <laughs> somebody wants to be an entrepreneur, you think that these people don't know what they want. But the more you grow up, factors okay. start to change your life went based on performance, you hear people's opinions, how even the world defines who is supposed to be who. For instance, if you want to be a pilot, they used to tell us, no, you must have physics, mathematics. And by the way, we used to love those subjects. But the more we tried in those areas, you find yourself that you failed. Sometimes you don't get marks as you think. You think that things are very hard. <laughs> and by the way, they used even to tell us that to get to know really what exactly you can manage uh, and what kind of career that you are going to, talk, to take, it's going to be determined by HSC. Because HSC, by the time you finish senior four, in HSC, that's when now you begin to understand that really I can manage physics, I can't manage mathematics, I can manage history, I can't manage this, I can manage divinity, and so on. So we began like that. But anyway, today we are continuing, we are going to understand really how, what, what can we learn in these things. And uh, and, and teacher Joel is going to be giving what we call foundation of all these things. In just like few seconds, teacher Joel is going to come in. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, let me just do something very simple in this way. Tonight it is a Sunday, and we are so much blessed to have uh, the Minister of God, and this is uh, Teacher Joel. I was going to say Pastor, but again, it is the same. It's Pastor Joel. <laughs> yes, Pastor Joel, how are you today? How are you today, man? <laughs> I'm doing well, my Pastor. How are you? I'm very good. Uh, how has been your Sunday? <laughs> My sound has been nice. I have enjoyed it. Uh, the first question you found in a, in a, in in place we were talking about, yes, we talking about what uh, what what is that another place? Have you ever been another place where you feel more joy than where that than, than church? <laughs> That's the first thing we are starting with. Then we because it is connected on what we are discussing today about do not push the vision. So have you ever been in a place? And be and enjoy more than the place of the church. I don't really remember at any point enjoying any other place apart from the church or where there is fellowshipping together as brethren and you know mm. reasoning together from the from God's word and worshiping, praising the Lord. That is always my greatest joy and. That's the place which I do enjoy most always. Yeah, Pastor, I can't deceive you, of course, and all the listeners have happened to be in different places like the gardens, you know. Mm. Yeah, I have been there, but the joy that is there, it, it can't be compared to the joy that is in 
the house of the Lord in the presence of the Lord. Wow. And that, by the way, leads us into another question. Uh, what really brings you to church? <laughs> because people are having this, several, several reasons as to why. Because when I want to go to maybe when we are still in the world before we became Christians, we, we, we used to give reasons as to why we go to pass because we wanted to refresh our minds, because we wanted to... Um, we had problems, so we thought that we're taking beer, <coughs> alcohol, it's going to give us refreshment. So, what is the purpose to you? How do you understand that? Why did you go to church? Why, or why do you go to church? Oh, thank you very much. It's a nice question. And uh, actually, the rite of Hebrews talks about it where he was encouraging those believers and he says, please don't ignore fellowshipping together. Don't forsake the assembling of believers together because there is exhorting one another and when we gather together, when we fellowship together, there is more of encouraging one another. Either even if the service starts and ends when you feel like um, I have not been encouraged, maybe at the end you may say hi to someone and you happen to share something, how his or her week has been, mm. and you really feel encouraged. So the major thing is encouraging one another. And I can't go to the house of the Lord, come back when I'm not encouraged, when I'm not transformed. Mm. And uh, always because our hope is in the Lord and that hope can't come unless you have received the word of God. Because the Bible says, faith cometh not, but cometh by hearing and hearing the word of God. So every time we gather together, every time we go to the house of the Lord, most of the times when it is time for the word, mm. if you are disturbing me, I will change the seat. Because <laughs> I know... <laughs> Because, you know, that is the best moment ever. I know what I'm picking from there. It will drive me for the next week, for the next month, and for the next years. Mm. So the major thing is getting encouragement from our fellow believers, from God's word. Mm. Yeah, so that is the major reason as why I go there. And maybe, secondly, giving glory to God, worshiping Him. Because mm. that one, yes, I can do it even from home. But encouragement from the fellow believers, I may not get it from home. Mm. Yeah, so the major point is in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25. Mm. Maybe you can put it forward, which tells us not for a sake, the assembling together, the gathering together, because mm. there is exhorting and encouraging each other. Wow, my Bible is far from me right now, but I'm going to look for it and <laughs> we see it. Ladies and gentlemen, you've had the reason as to why we go to church. It is to have fellowship, to enjoy in the presence of Christ and so on and so on. Really, it is so interesting. That is true, Stromerin. Nothing is impossible. Indeed, it is true. Nothing is impossible. There are so many things we've been pushing in uh, in terms of we have visions, we have ambitions, we have dreams, but really and really we end up pushing everything and everything without 
being guided by the Holy Spirit, without being guided by God, but for the sake of God's sake and um, by the power of the Holy Spirit, that's how we manage to uh, to um, to achieve all the things that we need in life. But without that, there's no way how we can do that. So otherwise, we are going to get tired and we get worn up. Uh, but by the grace of God, let's see how far can it help us not to push the dream. And I think Teacher Joro may give us what really pushing the dream is and how can we deal with this about. Yes, Teacher Joel, it's your time. Thank you very much, my pastor. I'm so much humbled. Thank you very much for this opportunity once again. Our dear listeners who have tuned in, thank you very much for being there. We are so much humbled, and every time we get to know that you are there listening in, we are always encouraged. Uh, I hope the pastor has opened up with a prayer. And uh, he has already introduced me. Joel is my name and actually I've ever shared before. So I thank God for this opportunity once again. And as he has talked about our theme or our topic to, of tonight, which is do not push the vision. That is our topic tonight or our theme. Do not push the vision. And uh, actually, the vision, after having got a vision, there is always a plan of how to achieve the vision. In the first place, it is important for us to know that a vision is different from a plan. Because <laughs> the pastor has said, actually, I'm laying a foundation, so I need my kind of go a bit deeper, but uh, it's all about laying a foundation. So... A plan and a vision, they are two different things. A vision, that is what, that is something that could or should be from God. Not from your own understanding, not from your desire. You do, it can't come into your heart, into your mind just because of your own wish or your own desire or maybe because you want to please someone, it is always from God. So we get the vision from God. But a plan, at times it is, I guess, of what you are to do. Uh, I'm planning to go, you know, to Kampala. I'm planning to travel to Kamwenga. I'm planning to travel to this place. That is a plan. At times it is, I guess, work. It, uh, most of the times or sometimes it doesn't come to pass. So you just plan, but you know, at times it doesn't come true. And uh, the other thing is that the plan, as much as it does, those ones are kind of guess at times, but they're the ones that help us to achieve the vision. Assuming you have a vision of being the president of Uganda, that is a vision. But now you need to plan how will you get there? How will you achieve that vision? So those plans, we devise them as human beings. But now the good verse which I want us to start with, to open up our discussion with, it is from Proverbs chapter 16, verses 9. For the King James Version says that a man's heart devises his way 
but the Lord directs his steps. Some versions say, a man plans, but it's God who fulfills the plans. And actually, Pastor, you will put it up if it is possible. If you can get it from ESV version, if at all you have it, the better. Proverbs chapter 16, verses 9. Or anyone who can put it up, it is okay. So, this is what I'm communicating. That we do plan, but still, as much as we plan, it is God who directs our steps. It is God who directs the plans that we have made. It's not just a matter of planning. But after having planned, then we allow God to direct our plans. So this is what I'm saying. After having got a vision, like yes, it has come from God. So Proverbs 16 verse 9. Proverbs 16 verses 9. Okay, Pastor. So, as we see, it is telling us that we can plan, we can have dreams, but still it's God who establishes. Actually, this is awesome. That the heart of man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. So, it's not you to establish what you have planned. It is God. It is God. So, when we are talking about don't push the vision, in the first place we have said the vision comes from God. You don't create it as you. It's God who creates that desire. It's God who creates that need in you and you feel like I need to do this in the next five years, in the next ten years. And we have again said that the vision, since it is from God, is not in line with your personal agenda as in I need to do this and I become famous. I need to do this and, you know, I make a name for myself. It is God. It is all about God. It is centered on God. So we do plan as human beings, but it is God who establishes our plans. So once we get to know this, it is our call for us not to push the vision, but to allow the one who has given us the vision to push it, to run it, to make it move. So, men are the plans in the mind of a man, but it is the purpose of the Lord that will stand. As much as we plan, as much as we do whatever we can do, it is the purpose of God that will stand. So, it is a great reminder to us to allow God to fulfill what He has started in us. For example, I'll use the example of our very own, this pastor, our host today. He started this some good years back, and he has a greater vision, a greater vision which we don't know. And please, it might take time, five years maybe, ten years, but you will see it come to pass. And it is the purpose of God to see it come to pass, to fulfill it, not him to force it, not him to push it, but at the right time, at the proper time, it will come to pass. Today, our foundation that we are laying, we are going to look at Nehemiah. Nehemiah was driven, was moved in heart when he heard about what was happening 
in Jerusalem that the walls have fallen and you know there is shame in the children of Israel because the walls have fallen and you know there was no more worship and all that so Nehemiah was moved and felt like no why could this happen so that time when he had it at that very moment in Nehemiah chapter 1 he felt like no this can't be this can't be the walls need to be rebuilt it means Nehemiah developed that vision at that very point that the walls need to be rebuilt but guess what he did he didn't push it immediately to go and build the walls to go and rebuild the walls but what did he do let us look at Nehemiah chapter 1 verses 4 Nehemiah chapter 1 verses 4 we will see what Nehemiah did first and that one will introduce us to what we are supposed to do every time we get a vision we don't start by pushing it but we start by praying as soon as I heard these words I sat down and wept and mourned for days and I continued fasting and praying before the God of heaven the Bible has told as soon as when he heard the words he felt moved he felt like this world needs to be rebuilt what did he do he didn't wake up and go to rebuild the walls but he started praying when we read verse 1 of chapter 1 it is talking about a given month it is chesileu kind of and that month in our today's calendar it is either november or december but when we read chapter 2 verse 1 we will see that uh, Nehemiah got some starting point to work towards his vision in the month of Nisan. And Nisan, in our today's calendar, it is either March or April. So when you look at those months from November to March or from December, yes, in the month of Nisan. So Nisan this one is either march or april when you look at that gap if you consider november to march they are four months if you consider december to april they are four months but guess what if you read verse 6 of chapter 1 it will tell you this guy used to pray day and night praying for what praying for this very program of rebuilding the walls he developed the vision as soon as he developed the vision he started praying and he continued in prayer he continued to be in prayer in the presence of the lord it took him four complete months to get a starting point and when we read in nehemiah chapter 2 verses 2 there we will see how the starting point came in nehemiah chapter 2 verses 2 Nehemiah 2 2, what does it say? And the king said to me, Why is your face sad? Seeing you are sick, this is nothing but sadness of the heart. Then I was very much afraid. So the king asked Nehemiah here. Remember, Nehemiah was a cupbearer of the king, he used to taste whatever would come to the king. So the king asked Nehemiah, hey, what is happening? Why are you so sad? And the king, Nehemiah was like, oh, nothing but sadness of the heart. Then he was very much afraid. He was like, how can I tell the king? But because he had prayed, 
he had that vision he was bold enough to tell the king and this marked the starting point of Nehemiah going and rebuilding the walls so he didn't start by talking to the king direct saying the king please i want to go and rebuild the walls maybe if he had started with telling the king which would be which would be termed as pushing the vision guess what the king would not permit him the king would not allow him after you starting with a prayer you don't force things things do themselves that's the key thing you can forget all the other things but just remember that in me achieving my vision it all starts with a prayer it all starts with a prayer and after having starting with a prayer there is need for you to plan after getting the vision make a plan i'm hoping and trusting god today our church is online because <laughs> people look the building but they can't find it <laughs> hopeful that one day will be in these buildings that other people go to that is a vision it is not yet come to pass but one day it will come to pass but guess what there is a plan for it seeing it come to pass Nehemiah the time he developed a vision he had a plan he had a plan that's why when you read verse 3 of Nehemiah you can also put it up you'll see Nehemiah was able to answer with immediate effect the question that he was asked by the king why he already had a plan assuming today you have a vision of doing something like I'm moved I'm told in a given area people are dying the gospel is not being preached and you know I want to go and preach the gospel but you have no plan when if someone comes in and says you know I'm ready to support you for the vision that you have what plan do you have guess what you say ah you see you know you understand and you'll miss it you'll miss it but Nehemiah was strategic enough Nehemiah knew what he wanted he answered the king with immediate effect i want you to put up verse 7 verse 7 of chapter 2 as we come to the end of our foundation about don't push the vision nehemiah chapter 2 verse 7 let's see what it says and i said to the king if it pleases the king let letters be given me to the governors of the province beyond the river that they may let me pass through until i come to judah nehemiah was not only planned he didn't just plan but he was strategic he knew these kings these governors maybe they would refuse him to pass maybe they would refuse him to get some things it's like saying god sent so and he gives you abcd but you are not sure whether that person will accept so you ask this person who has sent you you say please give me something to prove him or her that it is you have sent me this is what nehemiah did so in getting our vision there is need for us to go on and plan there is need for us to be strategic 
as God fulfills that plan that you have made. So, go back to, uh, to Proverbs. Remember that as much as we plan, it is God who establishes. It is God's purpose to see our plans come to pass. Yes, we do plan, but it is God. And we look at Nehemiah. It took him four months, still praying, trusting God to see his vision come to pass. And here it came to pass, whereby the king asked him. He didn't start it. It's king who asked him, why? What's happening? And the guy said, wow, God has answered my prayer. And he said what was on his heart. And it was a starting point. My dear brothers and sisters who are listening in tonight, don't push the vision. Leave it in the hands of the one who has brought it in your heart. If you trust that it came from the Lord, let God drive it. Don't push it. What do you need to do? Do pray about it. Do pray over it. God will give you wisdom. God will give you a good counsel how to run it and how to do it. And as we continue sharing about this topic, along the week, in the course of the week, you'll get to know that when you leave it for Christ, you don't even get strained. It doesn't become hectic. <laughs> it doesn't become hectic. It doesn't become a burden because there is someone who is doing it, because there is someone who is driving it. So choose not to do it on your own, but allow the one who has given it to you to do it. May the good Lord, Richard, bless you. My pastor, thank you very much for the opportunity. I'm so much humbled. Indeed. Uh, we are having Joe, uh, teacher Joel even on Monday and uh, throughout the week as he's continuing to go deep in this. May God bless you so much. Thank you so much for that wonderful foundation that you've laid. And we believe that even tomorrow you'll give more. And uh, gentlemen. When you're blinded, he still sees all. You will not see him changing. So can we brag about to go down? Can we do it for the rest of the day today? Yes, that's how we've had for today's foundation. And starting tomorrow, we are going to be discussing on this same thing. Please feel free to call in if you would like. Uh, throughout the course of the week, we discuss. And as today, we've seen why people go to church. It's not like just a routine, but there must be reason as to why you do something. In other words, a vision is not supposed to be pushed, but you must have a reason as to why you have that vision. What thing that you ever wanted to become did you want to become a teacher a doctor a pilot a nurse what who is that person an astronaut but you felt sometimes that you are discouraged uh, uh, from the discouragement always came from the external forces, the external things, the external factors. Because when you look at others are successful and others are not, and some people they are telling you different stories, you know, ah man, why do you even bother? Why do you even bother with that thing? But do you have the money to do that? But do you have the opportunity to do that? <laughs> Please. Don't push the dream. God knows your dream very, very better. Now, 
Maria Goretti sagala kunziruka nako lwali no njagala okube ku simu ombuli lwacho ogenda ku church cheche kisoka wachu wagala nganyo genda ku church ye question ye soka question ye yokubi question ye yokubi ye chifeche yacho nacho echali chikusayonsezo kusinge kanisa kusinge chifoche church aira question yok satwesemba yo jogenda okugera ko twagala twagala otulambulire bulungi lwachi abantu besanga mulamo bwawe nga bafafagane ebirotu babisindikiriza i think when i put about pushing the dreams you understand because on tuesday on wednesday e eh, kuroksat tujja kuba no msajja wa katonda uh, omukuru <laughs> omukuru nga akwasaganya uh, mu service yoluganda nga atunnyonyola na yemu nsonga yemu so Nakuwa Sunday, please pega iri denyo. Kwata kusimu ziri yao, uh, oberenga ukuba, oberenga ukuba, tulavenga, tuwa ya waya, mamuda chika bili zoka, tatu soka da chika satu, tulavenga, tatu fundikira service yarelo. Yes, um, yes, madamu Goretti. Kusindikide kolo yange, hatishinawa juli okubela ngo jidam, okubela nga to discussing a katunoto no babanga mukama okusobola sezanga wuli osobola okuogera uh, we can do that for just like 2 or 3 minutes why do you go to church uh, which place that you rejoiced or that you felt like it was so more pleasing for you than the place of the church and when to talk about the pushing of the dream what kind of moments do you remember that really you felt like you're pushing something and when you look at the external factors when you look at the available uh, resources and uh, and uh, capabilities really you could feel like you are discouraged uh, in making it what can you say madam goretti by the grace of god I'm waiting for you in jesus oh, you will not sleep in changing no At your weakest he is stronger when you're blinded he still sees up you will not see him change so can we brag about one of the things that we need to talk about and uh, we can think about for this night is all about the Kamwenge mission and that is going to happen from 26 and up to 28 so if you would like to be part of it let's enjoy to many wherever you are please you can you can you can you can support indeed and i told you you don't need to first have millions and billions of money and yes we understand the economy at least you have where to put uh, your your cheek you have where to put your head the people who doesn't have anywhere to put their head there are those that doesn't have even what to put on if you can change from one cloth to another really really need uh god is great and that is one of the things that we appreciate god for but now the bible tells us that let one who is having two tunics to give the one who doesn't have with that one tunic so if god has blessed you and you have something that you can give out please be part of the blessing be part of those people that are trying best to see that everyone in this country everyone i know we cannot uh, we cannot outreach to everyone we cannot reach to everybody but at least we can try to help some people and we can help for and we give them what they can put on we can help them with soap and i know you've heard how much the the bar of soap people cannot afford it right now in villages 
but you in town, even you crying, read that you can't afford it. But guess what? There is something which is more cheaper, and that is uh, Omo. You can buy Omo, we can buy Elio. Yeah, and they can at least try to start with that. Uh, one thing that you give out to help out these people, it is going to make a very, very great impact. Therefore, ladies and gentlemen, I am praying to God that really and really be helpful if you can and support this ministry. Support. You can support in helping someone. For me, I'm going to support like two people. Like I'm going to transport people. I'm going to transport like two people or three or five or you're going to transport one person. You can even say that, you know what, I'm going to uh, support in accommodation for the time you've gone to spend there. Or maybe I'm going to pay for one day because one day for accommodation in Kamwenge is for 20000 and we are going to spend there almost three days. So you can say, let me support two days or three or one day. Or you can say, let me support two people in accommodation or in feeding. You can even say, I have my clothes, they are there, and there. Please find ways of getting them. Yes, we shall find ways how to get those clothes. So far right now, so many people have started to bring in some other things. Others have promised. Others have said, when you get time, please pass by my home. I will give out clothes. And that is a very, very good idea and a great thing indeed. May God bless you so much. Thank you for listening tonight. And um, I pray that we continue to be in the same and same morale. May God bless you so much. Have a good night.